So we're here today to talk about financial coordinators. And uh, God bless you. If that's your role in the practice, you have one of the most difficult jobs in the dental office. Um, and so we're going to do our best in an hour and a half to cram as much information as we can out there for you to take back on Monday to use as a tool to become a lot more successful at closing Invisalign cases. How many of you came here to learn how to, to uh, close Invisalign cases? All right, so we all agree we want to grow our Invisalign business, right? So we have a lot of information to share. We're going to go through some of it very quickly, but we're also going to have a great time. I need you to pull out your workbooks. Did you grab a workbook when you came through the door? If you'll flip over to that very first page. Okay, cool, thanks. If you don't have one, raise your hand. Okay, we've got a couple of folks up here, so they're going to grab them and bring them up to you. If you flip over to that very first page, what you're going to find is what we call an action planner. There's a sample one up here on the, on the screen, and it's very difficult for you to see, so don't worry about reading that. But your action planner is what you're going to use today as a tool to remind you when you get back to the office on Monday of what you need to do differently in order for you to be successful at closing more Invisalign cases. Now, when I say close more Invisalign cases, well, the tools we're going to teach you today will help you in every aspect of your, of your business. So whether it's crowns or root canals, it doesn't matter, it's going to help you. But for the purpose of today, we're going to talk more about how you go about uh, introducing Invisalign to your patients and then getting them to say yes to the treatment plan. So you'll hear us saying throughout the day that should be an action item for you. And when we say that, then you can write your action down on the planner. The most important thing to remember about the planner is this is a tool for you to use, so you've got to hold on to it. You actually have to make it back to the office with it. But you want to write down a target date of when you want to accomplish whatever the action item is. If you don't, then you're just flying nilly-willy and you may or may not get it done. So people say that you are, studies show that you're 95% more successful at getting things accomplished if you write it down, if you share it with someone, and then you find an accountability partner. So you're going to write it down today, you're going to put a target date. If you can find someone at your office that'll be your accountability partner, then you'll be 95% more successful at accomplishing the things that you need to do. So that's your action planner. You'll be using that today. So these are the things that we're going to, these are kind of the talking points. I want to make sure that you understand, you know, as we go through the course, we'll be talking about relationships. The most important thing that we can teach you today is how to communicate better. Your only competitive advantage in your dental office right now is your relationships with your patients. So we're going to be talking about serving the person in the chair before you ever serve the patient. That's the most important thing is to make sure that you understand they are people before they're a patient. And when you have that mind shift, that, that shift in thinking and that mindset, and you learn to start communicating with the people and building relationships, you'll find that you're going to be far more successful. So we'll be talking about that. We're going to talk about asking better questions, seeking to understand. And this is a tool that I promise you will change your life as we go through the question behind the question, if you take it back and you start using it. And again, this is another tool that doesn't just apply to you as a financial coordinator. It applies to you in all areas of your life. So we'll talk about asking better questions. Creating value, and that's something that is very difficult for you to find the time to do as a financial coordinator. Once you get the patient and they're sitting there and they've got their $5,000 treatment plan, your job is to get them to understand the value in having that treatment done. And so we're going to go through those points as well. And then follow-up. Not every patient's going to say yes, and not every patient's going to say right then. There's going to be a lot of no's, and you have to understand that. But no today doesn't mean no forever. It just means no today. So we need a very successful follow-up system. And so we're going to be teaching you what our system is for you to go back and connect with those patients and make sure that we get them back into the practice. 
Would you like to take over for me? I am happy to take over. Um, first of all, I'd like to know, by raise of hand, how many of you here are responsible for presenting treatment to patients? Great. So, God bless you. We know you've got a tough job. We'll talk a little bit about that. So the rest of you don't have to do that. You're just excited that the other people have to. Am I right about that? <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I Thank don't have you, to Jesus, do that. So, uh, so, so we understand that there are some obstacles that you face. But as we like to say, they can be opportunities to overcome. You know, there are uh, a lot of folks out there that need Invisalign whose life will be better because of it. But we know that you've got the... Um, you've got the uh, um, position to run that may not be all that favorable. But you know what? We want you, as Randa said, have a mind shift today. We want you to, if you've ever felt like the bad guy, and if you ever felt like you were the salesman, or ever felt like you, they were coming to the principal's office to talk to you, yeah, okay, we've been there, we know. Um, if you just do one trigger, one shift and say, you know, I'm not the bad guy, I am not their adversary, I am their advocate. So if you just have that mindset, then you're going to be seeking ways to help them say yes to dentistry. Now, there's a lot of things that have to be right for that to work, but we, we want you to know you face challenges. We, you, you face the challenges in generational differences. You know, a patient that's 82 is going to feel differently about a $5,000 treatment plan than someone that's 22. Am I right about that? It doesn't mean the 82-year-old's not going to do it, but the 22-year-old is going to spend mom and daddy's money to do it. So you've got different challenges there. Also, personality differences can play a role in that. Uh, Blondie over here is a driver personality. Let me give you an example. We go shopping, she walks in, she tries on a pair of shoes, throws down that credit card and is out the door before I've ever seen all 15 pairs that I want to try on. Now, you might think that that's kind of silly girl stuff, but the differences in the personality play, play out in the dental office too. If you start going too wordy on her, her eyes roll back in her head, she's like, just get me the heck out of here. So we know that you do face those things too. And sometimes you even have a, another um, opportunity overcome where you don't have um, a private area to talk about money. Just let me see, show a hand. I'm so sorry. But you know what, we've got some tools for that. Our, our goal is for you to take back what you learn here and be able to use it Monday morning, hit the ground running, and just have uh, true success. We've seen that, so be sure to make those items on your action planners there to. Um, Make those changes. I think you'll find that that'll be very, very helpful. So we talk a lot about asking questions. And uh, lost my clicker. Sorry. I tend to do that. I handed it. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you. Um, so you know what I have to live with. <laughs> At least I know I'm high maintenance. Okay. All right. So what we have up here is what we call the communication cycle. A lot of times people don't get what they need to get because of lack of repetition. So when you see this ask, repeat, listen, that, that's the core foundation of what we teach. If you're not asking enough questions, if you're not asking the right questions, if you're not listening when you ask those questions, then you can get your tail in a crack and then you have to deal with that too. So that's what we're going to be working on right now is, okay, now that you know that you've got to do these things, how do you go about doing it? And we talk a lot about asking better questions. So here's what I'd like you to do. Get your pen out. Well, actually, for this part, you don't need to write this down, but I'm going to give you an example. When someone is talking to you or someone is asking you a question, see which one of these applies to you. Do you, A, finish the sentence for them? <laughs> Getting some head nods. Or do you formulate your answer before they've ever finished asking the question? Or do you do what I do, which is wait patiently 
until they've stopped talking, and then you give the answer. Aren't we conditioned to respond? I mean, we're in such a fast-paced world that we are like, okay, hurry up and finish so I can start talking. Well, as a financial coordinator, treatment coordinator, whatever your title is, you better be better at listening than you are at talking because people have a story. People have objections they don't even know about yet. They have reasons why they're not saying yes to treatment that may have nothing to do with money. And I think a lot of times we assume that money is the reason. Can I get an amen on that? All right. So we're going <laughs> to So, we're going to talk about doing a better job of that. What would be possible? Really, think about this. Not only in the dental office, but in life, what would be possible if you listen with the intent to understand instead of the intent to reply? Think about that for a second. If I am listening to you with the intent to understand the message that you're sending me, rather than formulating my answer and already getting ready to, to speak, or seek first to understand then be understood, life would be better. Now, I'm not here to, to, to preach or anything, but I can tell you that that kind of thing, whether you're a treatment coordinator, a dentist, you work in the back as an assistant, it doesn't matter. Hygienist doesn't matter. If you do that, if you practice the things that we're going to teach you today, you will be more successful, not only in Invisalign cases, but in everything overall. So, now I do want you to get out your pen and write down some answers. So here's a scenario. You work the front desk, or if you happen to be someone that's not typically a front desk person, uh, please play along because I want you to get this because it can work in the back too. And here's the scenario. I'm a new patient calling in. Your phone's ringing, you're going to answer the phone. I'm going to ask a question. I would like for you to write down the answer that you would give in this scenario. And if you're one of the, how many back office folks do we have? Dentists, hygienists, okay. So good, great. I might have missed an assistant or something like that. But you're going to play too because you're, you're a team player. You walk past the front desk, those losers are not doing their jobs. So you're going to have to answer the phone. So just don't, don't think you're not going to have to play here. So, I'm teasing. And you're worried about what I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, so I'm a new patient. Here's the scenario. I call in. You say, thank you for calling Dr. Miller's office. This is Karen. I can help you. And I say, could you tell me if Invisalign will take longer than braces? Please write down your answer. And while you're finishing that, I'm going to go ahead and start, set up the next question. Same scenario. I'm a new patient calling in. You're walking past the front desk. Those losers are still not back from lunch, so you're going to have to do something about that. You say, thank you for calling Dr. Miller's office. This is Karen. I can help you. And I say, do you charge for missed appointments? Please write down your answer. That's probably a yes or no answer right there. All right. And the last one, same scenario. You know what it is. I'm walking, I mean, you're walking past. I say, do you use gas in your office? Not on yourself, on your patients. Okay. So I'm going to show you why asking questions is so very, very important. Do you know why I'm asking those questions? Do you have an idea? Do you think you know? Okay, let's take number two, for example. 
What if the reason that I'm asking if you charge for missed appointments is because I've got some kids and an ex-husband who's a loser, and if I am going to put my child in Invisalign, he cannot be responsible for making the appointments because he will miss them, you will charge me for them, and then I'm stuck. Did that ever occur to you? Or did you think that I'm bad at making the appointments? You see, you don't always know why people are asking something. So if you seek first to understand, if you find out why they're asking the question to begin with, you're going to be so much farther ahead of the power curve. It's going to save time. It's going to make people feel that they're listened to and understood. And that's what Randa was talking about earlier, about relationships and making sure that you understand what's going on with them. It's the simple thing of just turning it around. Ask a question back. Now that seems easy sometimes, may not always be as easy, so we're going to give you the tools to show you how to make that work. So please write these down. These are your first round, what we call easy go-to questions that you can ask back if someone asks you a question. We'll show you how to use them. We'll show you when not to use them. Because it has been my experience that if people ask you a question, and you answer with the question, they're going to tell you. This changed my life. I learned this 17 years ago, and it's so powerful still today that I use it every day. And I can't tell you how much it's... I believe it's why I'm standing up here and speaking, because I got the opportunity to help people with that. So enough about that. So these are good first-round ones. But I'm going to tell you, this is what not to do. So Andrew, if you could give us a song usually see people individually, but when I saw this tape of you getting arrested, I thought, I have got to talk to this woman. What is wrong with you? Why are you, act why are you so angry? First of all, ain't nothing wrong with me. Secondly, I'm not angry, okay? I'm not angry. You seem angry right now. No, I'm not angry. This is how I am. I, I don't have no hostility at all. What, do you have to be in control all the time of everything? I don't have to be in control all the time. I ain't got no problem with that. Well, then why do you get so angry? I don't get angry. I keep trying to tell you and that judge that I do not get angry. If somebody do something to me, I do something to them. This is common sense. So you believe in getting even? Hell to the yeah. Why do you feel the need that you got to get somebody all the time? It's like, get them, get them, get them. You don't think that's angry? If they got me, got me, got me, I got to get them, get them, get them. Yeah, that, that's what it is. But, but, well, what you call getting got is a whole lot different than what other people call getting got. It doesn't take much to get you, does it? Well, when you're getting got and somebody done got you and you go get them, when you get them, everybody's going to get got. Yeah, but if you're getting somebody that you say got you when they didn't get you to begin with, then you're getting the godders when they didn't do anything to you Yeah, to but if you. the godders get me, I'm going to get my Glock. Yeah, well, but you don't get the Glock when you hadn't been got. So what I'm trying to explain to you is I don't care who done got me, I'm going to get them first. You get me, I'm going to get you. Why is it so important? Okay. I'm tired of you asking me all these questions because I didn't sign up for this. This is the judge that told me to come here, okay? Everybody wants to get even. Everybody wants to get even. Well, all right. Well, all right, look. Let's just talk about your childhood, okay? Let's talk about your childhood. 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 <sighs> Talking about my childhood isn't going to help us. So what was your childhood like? What was yours like? You, why? Uh, let's talk about your anger. That's why you're here, right? <laughs> I'm not angry. I don't know why I'm here. Let's just try another approach. Let's okay? try another approach. All right. Do you sleep well at night? 
Do you sleep well at night? Let's try not to answer a question with a question. Could we do that? If Could you, we at least do that? Yes, if we at least stop asking me all these questions, I won't have to answer a question with a question, I will I? Can you stop? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Can you just stop? Okay. Look, Are you getting angry, Doctor? This isn't getting anywhere. This is not getting anywhere. No, I, I think I think I am going to talk to the judge, but Thank I don't you. think this is getting anywhere. I think we're done. Here. Thank you so much. I okay, appreciate that's it. Good. Wonderful that, to yeah, see you. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Uh -huh, right. Yeah, great. Come on, Cora. Let's get the hell out of here. Wait a minute. You gotta love Medea, don't you? Well, if you've seen us speak before, you know that we do give you some examples of what not to do to save you from uh, falling completely on your face. But anyway, eventually you're going to have to answer a question, so I don't want to mislead you on that one. Don't panic. Answer a question sometime. And so what we have for you are some sample questions that you can ask back, and we're going to give you an opportunity to really see how these can come together. But as I said earlier, if I'm seeking to understand rather than to try to assume something, and you know what happens when you assume, uh, if, I, if I'm trying to truly understand what you're thinking, then I'll do a much better job of communicating and the relationship aspects, so forth and so on. And so asking questions back, samples up here, it may not be about money. I'd like to take that stance for the whole day. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But all right, I'm going to speak to the ladies in the group in just a second. Has there ever been anything that you wanted to buy? Maybe outfit, a purse, a pair of shoes, something like that, that you did not find a way to get it if you really wanted it? I mean, you get creative, don't you? Well, you've got to get people to want to have Invisalign, and they will find a way to do it if they really want it. So that's part of the treatment coordinator's job is to figure out what is going on with them and what the objections are. So these are some great ones to use. We'll show you later on how they sound. Another level of questions that have proven to be very effective for us when we're doing our work. We, we work in dental offices. Most of the time we're coaching team members on how to interview patients and how to overcome objections. That's the basis of case acceptance in our opinion. So these are some, some good ones for, for you guys to have. And, it, and if you want these samples later on, can they email us or something if they didn't get a chance sure. to write they, all this? and they have some in their workbook. Okay, all right, fantastic. Okay, so we wanted to show you there are some ways that you can go about doing this. Obviously earlier I said if you don't answer the question, finally people are gonna get frustrated. It's not a game of 2020. Once you learn this skill, don't use it on your spouse. If you know what's good for you, just answer that question. And you also need to be mindful of tone and inflection, which will give you an example of that. Um, let's see, do I want to do that right? Yeah, let's do that right now. Let me give you an example. So, um, Andrew, I'm going to turn this mic on. Or is it already on? Hello. Is that me? All right. So, I'm going to, I'm going to play a game. And I'm going to use the word dude. And I want you to tell me what do you think I mean by this, by the way I say it. Because a question is, is, can be interpreted more than one way by how you say it. Would that be fair? Okay, so let's see. Um, I'm going to mess with the dudes in the, guy, in the audience. So would you mind if I use you as an example? Sure. Do you have a choice? No. <laughs> okay, so um, I'm going to say the word dude, D-U-D-E. And I want you to tell me how, wh what I mean by it, by the way I say it. Okay, are you ready? Okay. So if I come up to you and go, dude, what do I mean? How are you? Yeah, it's a greeting, right? <laughs> so you get that? All right, where's another one? Don't think I'm not coming at you. All right. So uh, if I say to you, 
Dude. What do I mean? Um, I did something yeah, you don't like. Badly. I mean, you're in trouble, right? All right, so let me find... Okay, here's another one. If I come up to you and I say, Dude. I'm going to say, bring it. <laughs> You get the point? I said one word three different ways and it was three entirely different meanings. So when you're talking to people, you do need to be careful about that. So, all right, Miss Randa? Yes, ma'am. I think it's up. It's time, isn't it? Time? Yeah, I think it's all right. time. So we told you we're going to have some fun. And in order for you to be able to go back and use these tools, it's great to be able to practice, especially when you can have an opportunity to practice right here with us. So I have some chips here, and they range anywhere from $5 to $25. These are gambling chips, and they're not for you. I want a green one. No. Um, well, we need some volunteers. So if we could get six volunteers to come up, we're going to do a question shootout. And if you win, then you get some of these green chips. The green ones are worth $25, and the red ones are worth $5. But just for playing, you're going to get a $5 chip, regardless of whether you win or not. So I really need six people. And I hate to have you start pulling you out of the audience. Come on up, baby. Girl. Oh, yeah. Look at it. One. Here's two. Come There's on money down. Involved. Okay, come on down. Here's three. Here's four. Okay, we got our six. Look. The lady. Hi, how are you? Yes. Okay, I'm Randa. Andrew. Tamisha. I'm Randa. Rochelle. Rochelle. Nice to meet you. Jill. Trina. Trina. All right. And Monique. Monique. All right, so may the best girl win. All right. Come on up here. Rebecca? Okay. So this is how it works. There are three rules, and we're going to put three of you on one side and three of you on the other side, and you're going to go head to head. And you get three seconds to answer the question that you've been asked. You cannot repeat the question that the person asked you, and you always have to ask a question. Okay, so am I clear on that? So Karen, can we give them an example? Sure. All right, so come. come. Is your hair red? Are your eyes green? Did you go to dinner last night? Did you have alcohol with dinner? Are you Reba McIntyre? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you ask? <laughs> three seconds. <laughs> All right, so that's how it works. You have three seconds to answer the other person. You have to ask a question, and you cannot ask the same question that they asked you back, okay? So for example, if I said, is your hair red? And if she had said, is yours, then that's pretty close to the same question. So you're out at that point, okay? So we'll take you three right over here and you three right here. Yep, you're going to line up. You're going to go like one at a time. So one at a time. In a, in a, you're going to go first because you were up here. Okay, you get behind okay. her and then you okay. get behind her. So there we go. It doesn't matter to me who starts first. You guys can decide which one you want to start first or do you want her to start first? I can start. Okay. So can they hear them if you just like hold the mic between them? I hope so. Yeah, we, we could use another mic. And it can be any questions, right? It can be any question. It just has to be a question. She has three seconds to answer back, and she has to answer with a question, and she cannot repeat the question that you asked. Okay? Because so. we have a, a noisemaker that will make sure that... Oh, no. <laughs> I was told I'm only allowed to blow this once because they can hear it like six doors down. Okay. So, can you guys hear them with just this one mic right here? Okay. Where are you from? Are you concerned about that? 
how is your children? Do you have children as well? Same question. Same question. Oh, so, yeah. man, thank you. Oh, that's it. All right. You're so, in the line, but you're still in the game. End of the line. Okay. And then, and then, yes, you get to go. Take your $5. Thank, thank you, you. Ready? Is it Friday today? Do you dye your hair? Do you have green eyes? Are you having a great time here? Do you have fake nails? <laughs> what color are your shoes? Do you have high heels on? Are your eyes blue? Is your hair blonde? Where are you from? Are your ears pierced? Are you married? Are you single? How many kids do you have? Do you have any pets? Do you like frogs? <laughs> Do you like ice cream? Do you like beer? Are you drinking tonight with dinner? What are you having for breakfast? Do you like steak? Did you go to that show last night? Do you like Rock of Ages? Which room are you staying in? <laughs> are you going to Vegas next week? Are you concerned about that? <laughs> Is that a problem with you? Do you like to travel a lot? Do you fly an airplane? Do you ride a motorcycle? Do you ride a bicycle? That's kind of close. You... <laughs> All right, what do we say? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You are so wrong. Nice job. Hard to talk. All right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. How tall are you? <laughs> Thank you for coming. It's not easy. Okay, switch. All right, you ready? How's breakfast? What kind of car do you drive? Where do you live? What's the name of your dentist? Do you have a hygiene? What are you eating tonight? Are you going to a show? Are your ears really pierced? How tall are you? Is that real hair? Um, are you wearing flats? What are you doing tonight? Can you sing? Are you married? Do you have children? What's your husband's name? Do your parents live with you? What state are you from? How long did it take you to get here? Why do you ask me that question? Are you concerned with why? <laughs> How many suitcases did you bring? How many pairs of shoes did you bring? Which hotel are you staying at? What time did you wake up this morning? Do you go home tomorrow? Are you going out to party tonight? Do you want to go with me? Um, have you ever had braces? I like your glasses. Ah! That was no Okay, this is for all the marbles. Okay. All right, I'm going to let you go with this round, and then we're going to take it one level above that, okay? All right, so take off. Are your ears really pierced? 
Don't you wear contacts? Do you, she said, don't you? That's a question. That's a question. Don't okay. you wear contacts? Um, how long have you been in dish? Where'd you get those earrings? When's the last time you cut your hair? Where'd you get that watch? Um, did you like breakfast? Have you been shopping here? Have you been gambling here? Is that your real hair color? Do you chew gum a lot? Do you bite your fingernails? <laughs> what time do you wake up this morning? How late were you up last night? Do you drive a SUV? What's that t-shirt free? Will you go home tomorrow? How tall are you? How many children do you have? Are you married? Um, can you go to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. changing the rules on you. Every question you ask has to be about dentistry. How? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Ready? How often do you get your teeth cleaned? How often do you floss? Do they periochart your gums when you're there? Do you have any crowns? Have you ever had a root canal? Have you ever had an extraction? Have you ever had your teeth aligned? Are you interested in whitening? Have you thought about going to hygiene school? Have you thought about going to dental school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, too close to too being close. the same. <laughs> Tell them thank you for playing. Now, now I'm up $75. You what? Now I'm up $75. Now you're up $75. It was $25. She got her tip, yes. Yeah. Yes, she did. All right, that was awesome. Thank you so much for playing. We always have a good time with that. But it just goes, to, it shows you how difficult it is to be thinking quickly on your feet. And so when a patient asks you a question, you've got to be ready to be, um, ask a question back. So the samples that Karen had up there are your easy go-to questions, and they are in your workbook, but you can always email us and ask us for additional um, go-to questions. So where are we going to from here, Karen? Uh, well, I think we need to we're going to, Yes, we do. Um, and I was looking for your cell phone. Oh. It's on my purse. I got it. Okay. Okay, so as the financial coordinator, we've just taught you one of the tools you're going to take back and use, and that is asking better questions. You want to seek to understand what it is that the patient has on their mind, why they're there, why they're talking to you, what you never know. So you have, now you have that tool. The most important thing that we can teach you today that as a financial coordinator is that you need to get a pass-off from your team members. So we need to set you up for success. We need to make sure that as that patient approaches you up front, you get a great pass-off. And what we mean by that is that you get the information that you need that they've gathered in the back. And we're going to show you an example right now of what a pass-off looks like in a normal dental practice. Okay? So, Karen, can I get a... Will you be my patient? Sure. Okay. So I'm the hygienist. I have my patient. I'm done cleaning her teeth, done the exam, we've uh, diagnosed some work with her, and I'm now going up front to our financial coordinator, which is Karen, 
and I'm going to show you what normally happens in a dental practice and, and what a pass-off looks like. Okay, so Tricia, we're going to go in up front. We're done with your cleaning today. And can they have cleaning two times a year or every six months? Right. Well, so it looks that? like she's on the phone right now, but I'm going to go ahead and just leave your chart right here. Um, and um, she'll take and, care of you whenever okay, she gets they off cover the phone. I'll just see you next time in six months, okay? Oh, okay. All right. Oh, hold on. Okay. okay. All right. Random. No, I, I'm so sorry. What am I doing for her? Well, I, just check the chart hold because on. I've got my next patient out in the lobby right now. I need to turn my what room. What are we You'll doing? It's right, it's right here. Fine. Fine. I'll have to call you back. Bye. So, how many times does that happen to you a day? Every day, all day long? That cute little hygienist comes up there and you've got something else going on. They didn't give you a heads up. They're bringing the patient. They drop the chart off there and all you see is their hiney headed back down the hallway. At mock speed, hair on fire. <laughs> I really don't like it when you do that to me. <laughs> and here I thought they were laughing at my joke. <laughs> so it, it is a missed opportunity because now what we've done is we've set our financial coordinator up to fail. She has no information. We've left the patient there. We've dropped the baton. We've dropped the patient. And now we're headed back down the hallway and she's left to try to figure it out. And what is the first question when you, when you have that happen to you? The first question out of your mouth is, okay, so what, were they, what did they do today? And what does the patient say? I have no clue. So in order for you to be successful, your teammates have got to give you the information that you need. And the patient should only have to tell their story one time. So when they get them in the back, when you, you, the folks that work in the back, we call them the, um, the clinical team, they're building that story. They're, put, they're filling the baton because everybody has to run their leg of the relay race, which is case acceptance. In our book, um, case acceptance is a team sport. And everybody in the office has to run their leg, and you've got to run it strong. But where the baton gets dropped the most, 99% of the time, is, the, is right there. We do a great job in the back. We get the information. We've got the patient nodding and saying, yes, I understand. And then we take them to the front, and we drop the ball right there. This is, this is going to change your case acceptance, and no matter what it is. If it's Invisalign, crowns, it doesn't matter. So the pass-off is supposed to look like this. Do you want to go ahead and let me do the good one, or do you want to teach? Uh, would you teach this next slide for me, yes. please? So the information that you're going to be watching for in the pass-off is what, why, and how. And this is what you should get from your team members, what the patient needs, why they need it, and then here's the coup de grace, the one that cannot be left out is the how they feel about it. Because you don't know. And when that patient approaches you at the front, you have no idea how they're feeling about what they've been told back there. And you need to match their emotion in order for you to be successful at getting them to say yes to the treatment. So if you have no clue what's going on in their mind, and what they've discussed back there, then you've either got to take a lot more time at the front figuring it out, asking a lot of questions that you shouldn't have to ask, and then you're having the patient repeat their story. And it's very frustrating. I'll give you an example. My daughter needs surgery on her hand, so we went down to Children's Hospital and, uh, to see the surgeon. I had to tell the lady at the front desk why we were there, which I'd already told her over the phone. I would think that they would have that in the system, but I had to tell her why we were there. 
I gave her the whole story of when it started, or how the pain is, you know, what we'd done up to that point to take care of it. They take me to the back where we're going to get an x-ray. What is the first thing the lady that's going to take the x-ray says to me? What you, what you here for? I tell my story again. They take me finally back to the room. The PA comes in, sits down on the chair, looks me square in the eye and says, so what are you guys here for today? Now, Karen told you I'm a pretty direct person and sometimes I can be a little bit snippy. So I looked at her and I said, I'm going to tell you, but this is the last time I'm going to say it. This is my fourth time today to have to tell this story. And she was so taken aback by that. She just, her eyes got about this big. And I said, so when the doctor gets in here, I don't want to have to tell this story again. It's my fourth time today. And she says, I'm sorry. So I tell her everything. She goes down the hall to get to the doctor, to go in, which I felt that he should be in the room. He should be in the room right there when she's asking me these questions instead of leaving to go down the hall and pass it off to him, which is very inefficient, and then him come back. So I leave to go to the restroom, and I hear her telling this doctor, this woman's not nice at all. <laughs> she's upset because she's had to tell her story four times, so whatever you do when you get in there, don't ask her why they're here. And so I just keep walking. I come back, and I sit down. He walks in. He sits down, and bless his heart, he said, I understand that you don't really want to tell me why you're here, so I think I have everything, but I might have a few more questions for you. I said, I am totally fine with you asking me some questions. I just don't want to have to tell you again why we're here. So patients get frustrated by that. And we see it every single day in dental practices. The first thing the doctor says when he walks in after the hygienist has just spent 30 minutes gathering all this information is, so how are you today? Now what's the patient going to do? They're going to tell you. And it's going to take them 20 minutes. Or they say, so what are, we, what, what are you doing today? What, what are we going to do today? And the hygienist is over there going, I've got all this information right here in my head. Just let me tell you. And the patient has to tell their story again. If they're like me and they're director, they're, they get frustrated. If they're a relator, they want to talk. And so now your doctor's in the room for the exam for 20 minutes instead of the five that he should have been there for. So we're going to show you what the pass-off should look like. Now, it should be the same in the, in the operatory. We we're just repeating it. It's repetition. So everything that we do in the operatory, all the information that we gather in, the hygienist or the clinical assistant passes off to the doctor. We're going to go up to the front and pass that same information off to the financial coordinator. This is what it should look like. And as a financial coordinator, you need this. So your action item is to go back, if your team members are not here, and tell them, this is what I need in order to be successful. I need your help. So the best way to get this information is for them to give you a heads up that you're coming. How many of you have headsets? How many of you get to use headsets in your office? Okay, perfect. That's fantastic. So do you get the little, I'm headed your way with, a, with, with patient heads up? Do they give you that before they come? Okay. So then you can be prepared. You can get off the phone. You can get the treatment plan. You can be ready. We would love it if you would be standing to greet that patient when they come down the hallway. It's customer service, it's relationship building. So if they can give you that heads up and you can be standing there waiting, it's even that much more effective. All right, so this is what a real, a, a good pass-off should look like. Okay, so Tricia, we're done today. We're going to go up and talk to Karen. And um, I would love to be able to share your story with her and just let her know what we've discussed back here, if that's okay with you. Perfect. All right, wonderful. Now, I have already leaned in on my, my microphone, and I don't let the patient know that I'm talking about them or to, I just get on then I say, you know what, in a couple of minutes, uh, Tricia, we're going to be headed up to see Karen. She's an expert at helping our patients find a way to um, fit their dentistry into their lifestyle. That gives Karen, she hears that in her ear, she now knows, but the patient has no idea that I've done that. 
because I get doctors push back all the time, say, I don't want the patients to know that we're talking about them, you know, into this microphone. So all I did was push my button and say, you know what, Tricia, we're going to be heading up to see Karen in a few minutes. That lets her know. If she's not ready, she can just buzz me right back in my headset and say, I need five more. So then I can spend a little bit more time, you know, visiting with Tricia, but it's okay. So here we go. Whoa. All right, so can you be standing out here to greet Trisha? Yes, I can. We've given you a heads up. Okay. Karen, this is Trisha. Hi, Trisha. Hi, how are you Great doing? Yeah. I'm going to stand oh on this side goodness. so they can see me. It's exciting to have you here in our practice. Yes, okay, so well, um, Trisha, as you know, was referred to us by Susan. And their children play together in the neighborhood. I'll bet that is one happy neighborhood. Yes, and she so, is a hoot. Yep. So we're very happy to have her in the practice, and I just wanted to bring you up to speed on what we okay. talked about there and in the back, if that would be okay with you. That would be great. I'd love right. that. Okay. So Tricia has a tooth on the lower left-hand side that's broken. Um, it's big, you know, missing a big part of that tooth, and so Dr. Miller has recommended that we get a crown. We'd like to get her back in priority time. Okay. Tricia's a little bit nervous about uh, not only getting the crown done, she's anxious about being in the dental chair. She had a bad experience when she was a child, but most importantly, she'd like to talk to you about the financial part aspect of it. She's, okay. you know, a little concerned about how she's going to be able to fit that into her life. So I told her that you're an expert okay. at um, helping people find a way to fit that in. She's also got some interest in bleaching, so if you don't mind. Um, letting her know about that. And then we talked about the reason that her teeth are, are breaking. This is not her first um, visit to the office over a broken tooth. So um, teeth that don't fit together uh, properly or um, break and they destroy one another instead of the food. So we went over that. Talked about straightening her teeth with Invisalign and making sure that she has you know, proper alignment with her teeth and that they fit together properly. So um, she's a little bit anxious about the cost of that as well. Um, she understands the value in getting the Invisalign done but she's worried about how she's going to be able to fit all this into her lifestyle, and I told her that you would go over that with her. Um, did I leave anything out, Tricia? No, I think you covered everything. Okay, do you have any questions for me, Karen, before I... No, before thank I you, Randa. That's good. You're welcome. We're good. All right. All right. Thank you. You're very welcome. So I told the patient story for her. She didn't have to ask any questions um, or answer any questions, but I also gave the how she feels about it. So I said she's anxious about being in the dental chair, but I, she's also got financial concerns. How long do you think it took me to do that pass-off? It was one minute and 28 seconds. So in one minute and 28 seconds, I can give Karen all the information that she needs in order for her to be successful with Tricia. She now knows what she's facing. She's facing not only anxiety over her being in the dental chair, but she's got financial concerns. There are three reasons that patients don't schedule. Time, anxiety, and money. 99% of the time it's gonna be money, but wouldn't it be great if it weren't money it was just time or anxiety, and you got that heads up in the pass off. And so now you can go, Phew. I know I'm not going to have to talk about money. That's not a concern for her. So the how the patient feels about it is the most important. And, even, and to take it to another level, the reason that that's even more important for the patient to hear is because you want them to know that you heard them, that you understood them, and you're matching their emotions of how they feel about getting this work done. And then Karen can be a lot more successful in how she communicates with her. Doctors tell me all the time, you know what, Randa? I don't want my hygienist running late. We don't have time for this. You have got to go slow to go fast. So if you have a patient out in the lobby and you're running five minutes behind and you want to just hurry up and drop that patient off and get back there, you're going to be, it sets them up for failure and it's so much more costly to do that than it is to let that patient sit there for another five minutes and wait. Now, here's my suggestion. What typically happens is the person at the front desk leans out and says, Ms. Johnson, they're running late. 
I'm not sure what they're doing back there. I schedule everything the way I'm supposed to, but she's running behind. So just grab a magazine. She'll be out there when she can. I see it every single day. Don't even bother to get their butt up out of the chair. They just lean out and yell. So wouldn't it be much better if you got up and walked out into the lobby and got knee to knee with that patient and said, you know what, Mrs. Johnson, we're so thankful that you're here today. You never start off by saying, I'm sorry. Do not apologize for the hygienist being behind because you've started off in a negative tone. They've already got steam coming out of their ears. They're doing this. You know, so don't start off by saying, I'm sorry. Turn it into a positive. We're so thankful that you're here today. We respect your time, and I understand that you are on a tight schedule today, but we'd love for you to know that um, Sarah's going to be back. She'll be here in another five minutes. She's taking great care of one of our patients, and we're going to give you that same level of care. So when you get knee-to-knee with that patient out in the lobby, not only did everybody else in the lobby get to hear that, that's sort of a marketing tool, but it also is building relationships. It's letting them know how much you care. That's much more effective than you leaning out and letting them know by yelling that she's got another five minutes before she's going to be able to come out. Now, what this does for the patient is they're now calm. They can, they can get respectful. Um, um, they get respect out of that. It's, it's, you getting knee to knee with them says, you know what, I care. And we're going to take great care of you as soon as we're done with this patient. So they're not walking down the hallway to their appointment mad with steam coming out of their ears now. They're walking back there a little bit less anxious about the fact that you're running behind. What it does is it allows you to get done what you need to get done up here. That pass-off has to occur, and it's got to be a great pass-off in order for the financial coordinator to be successful. So how many of you would like to have that kind of pass-off every single time? How much more successful would you be at getting patients to say yes if you got that? Okay. How many of you have the obstacle of going back and telling your team members that that's what you need from them? Everybody in the room, right? Okay, so here's my suggestion. You get the doctor to let you have a luncheon. Bring lunch in, and yes, doc, you need to pay for it. You need to buy the team lunch. Have them come in, and then sit down and tell them that you need the what, why, and how. Because who is the doctor looking for whenever we don't make our production or whenever he sees Ms. Johnson at Target three weeks after he diagnosed something and she didn't schedule, who's he looking for? He does not chase the clinical assistant down, trap her in the sterilization room and say, I ran into Ms. Johnson at Target and she hadn't scheduled yet. Now what's going on with that? He does not find the hygienist in the lunchroom and say, why did we not meet production this month? He's looking for the financial coordinator. She's looking for the financial coordinator, right? Okay, so here's the key to your success and the way that you can make the practice so much more successful is in this. It's in asking better questions and it's in getting that pass off. So you've got to go back to your team members and say, this is what I need from you. I need your help. I want to be successful at my job. I want patients to say yes. I don't want the work that you're doing in the operatory every single day to educate them to go to waste. So this is what I need. So I want you to imagine for a minute that you have, for just for the sake of argument, we have an Invisalign case and it's $5,000, right? Surely you've seen what the treatment plan looks like in your office when you print it out and you give it to the patient. So just imagine for a moment, envision that piece of paper. Um, actually, would you advance the slide for me? So we have a sample of one up here. So Invisalign case, cost $5,000. Just imagine what yours looks like for a moment. And then I want you to think about this. What if your name was at the top of that page? What is the first thought that comes to your mind? Yeah? I'm like, holy crap. 
It's not like general dentistry where you can do a crown here and a filling there. It's all in, right? And when you throw down a $5,000 plan at somebody, what's the fr I mean, that's emotion. Randa talked about matching the emotion of that. That's part of the job of the treatment coordinator is to get that, let the patients know that you get it. It's a lot of money. Now there's great value in it. It's probably the best $5,000 they'll ever spend. They're going to wear and chew and eat with their teeth for the rest of their life. It's a tiny little investment. But when they're staring that down, it can be frightening. So earlier when we talked about you being the advocate instead of the adversary, then your job is to ask great questions. We're going to give you some examples of that. I'm sorry, I'll just go ahead. But not everyone says yes today. Would you agree? I mean, how many times have you had a patient brand into the office, walk in, say, sign me up for Invisalign, I've been looking for you for three weeks, and give you money and walk out the door? That happens this much, right? The rest of the time, you're having a malocclusion conversation with them in the back. They've got a broken tooth. They don't want to spend any more money on dentistry. And you're telling them that the reason that they can, or one of the things that they can do to make it better is to straighten their teeth. And they're like, I didn't come in here today thinking I was going to talk about that. So you probably got more of the other scenario. And so no just means no today. It doesn't mean no forever. So earlier, Randa talked about having a good follow-up system. We think that's as successful as, as a success tool as anything else because you're going to get no's. So I'm going to give you some tips that we recommend when someone says no to that. So here's our continuum, if you would, on the follow-up. The first thing that you need to do is ask permission to follow up with someone. And I will give you some examples of what that sounds like. The second thing that you need to do is to determine a date that will work for both of you. And then the last thing is you need to set a reminder for yourself so that you can keep a promise. So for those of you that have ever had an appointment book or you know a computer screen that has an appointment book that's blank, no patience, or you've had a big case fall off, and now you've got to get on the phone and start calling somebody, don't you just love that? Doesn't that just brighten your day? Oh my God, I used to get sick at my stomach and think I'm bugging people. It, when you don't have permission to follow up people, you're their adversary. And so we want to make sure that you, you do this for all treatment, not just Invisalign, but, but for those big cases that you're going you're gonna to struggle with getting the, the yeses right away, here's how this works. So permission to begin. So I'm going to give you an example. Randa said I'd been in dentistry 35 years. I think it's now more like 37. And back in the day, I was taught to say, if I don't hear from you, I'll call you in a couple of weeks. Does that sound familiar to folks? Okay. The patient has zero control over that. So when we say start by asking permission, then the first question you should ask should be something along the lines of this. If I don't hear from you, may I call you? Would it be appropriate for me to check back if you don't have a chance to call me? See, all I'm doing initially is asking enough questions or asking a question to where they say, yes, you may. And for the most part, people will say that. I'll tell you what you can say here in a second when they don't. But for the most part, they'll go, yeah, that's fine. And then I say, when would be a good time for me to follow up? How long should I wait? What time frame are you thinking? Again, I'm asking questions so they'll tell me what they're thinking. And so when they say, oh, well, let's see, a couple of weeks, we're going on vacation, um, I, I need some time once we get back from that, and I'll go, okay. So we're looking around the middle of August, 
Yeah, okay. So the, the, around the 24th, 25th, or are you thinking earlier in the month? Are you, are you seeing where I'm going? I'm giving them control, but I'm asking questions back and forth until let's say that they pick the 24th. That's it. I know that day is going to be good for me, and I'll say, okay, I'm going to make a note to call you on the 24th if I don't hear from you by then. And so that I go into my computer and I put the 24th. And then when I call them, I am now keeping a promise. I don't feel bad about that at all because I am now their advocate to help them get their mouth healthy. There are going to be people that will say to you, if you say, um, may I call you back? They're going to say, no, that's okay, I'll call you. So now what do you do? Here's what I do. I go set a reminder for six weeks out, and I make myself a note that they didn't want me to call them, and the first words out of my mouth when I get them on the phone are, the last time we spoke, you asked me not to call you. Just get that right on the table, because then it'll lower their defenses. And then I'll follow that with saying, Dr. Miller wanted me to check on you, wanted to see how things were going. It's not a call to schedule delayed and pending treatment. It's a care call. It's a huge change mindset in that one. So just for those of you that are Dentrix users, we recommend that you journal a reminder future date. If you're an EagleSoft user, it's F11 task, perfect for that. If you're a um, PracticeWorks user, there is um, a, a next contact. There's, you can use Microsoft Outlook. You can use any of those things. I don't recommend, you can, but I don't recommend that you put it on the appointment book for that day because then that day goes away. Unless you print them and you're, you're committed to clearing all of those off, doing them or moving them to another day. To me, this one little piece of nugget is as big as anything you'll hear today because if you let it pass, then the urgency for treatment begins to decline. So you've got to keep that high on their ladder for them. And so that keeping a promise makes a huge difference um, when you're working towards that. So Randa, we are, um, is there, did I miss anything? Would you like to add something to that? No, I, I, I think you did. A, the only thing I do is I always say is morning or afternoon better. Okay. You know, I, I get a specific time. Okay. Letting the patient be in control of when you, uh, when you follow up with them is the most important thing. So no, I think you covered that. Okay. So we're going to now talk about once the financial yes. coordinator receives the patient. Okay, this yes. is in their workbook too. So I want you, if you would, please. Breathing in here to me. Really? Yes. Um, I saw y'all speak about a year ago, and I started doing that, and it's been really huge. Oh, great. Thank you. Keep promise. Thank you. That's Thank very you. meaningful to us. We appreciate. We know it works. It's just convincing everybody else. Do you do the Thank PCI you. as well? I'm sorry? Do you do the pass off? Do you, yeah, we've always had pass off. Right. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing that. Okay, so we are going to um, be talking about once you receive the patient, Randa's already, already told you how important it is to get a good pass off, but now it's your turn to run your leg of the race. And if you'll turn to the page that talks about financial presentation protocol, that's what we're going to be working on right now. So um, we'll give you some examples of what that looks like. So Randa, 
Um, you want to set it up? Yes. Okay. So, Trisha, I'm going to borrow you again. Okay. Be our patient. So, as we said earlier, the, the, we would love for you to be able to get that heads up that the patient's coming towards you and to be standing and be ready to greet them and introduce, um, have an introduction. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to walk Trisha up. We're going to do the pass off again, and then Karen's going to take it from there. And I want you to listen very carefully to the words that she uses and the questions that she asks once I am released. Now, if the patient ever asks a clinical question during the pass-off or after you walked away, we would prefer that you get the, clini the clinical team member that pass them off back up to the front. So if you can't radio them, then you say, you know what, excuse me, I'm going to go make sure that, that Karen comes back up here and explains that because you don't know everything they discussed in the operatory. They do know. So the reason that I said, is there anything else you need from me? Did I cover everything, Trisha? Is because I want to make sure that she doesn't have any more clinical questions. But they sometimes do. When that happens, you want to get that clinical team member and bring them back up so that they can answer those questions. <coughs> yes? Yes, those notes are very important, and I, I think that, and I'm not picking on you hygienists or clinical team members, because I know, I know what it's like. I've worked in, you know, I was married to a dentist, I swear to goodness I'll never ever do it again. Yes, don't ask, I'm even Never. So, yes, that's not going to happen. But managing and working in his office, I learned so much about dentistry, and that is a big struggle. And I know that you guys are not doing this maliciously. It's not, um, you don't, you're not standing back there going, I am not going to do this because I just want her life to be miserable. I don't want her to be successful. It's, it's time. But when you, when you follow these systems, you will have so much more free time because, as I go back to you, you've got to go slow to go fast. When you do those things, you're much more efficient and we aren't repeating and doing things over and over that take up time in the operatory. So that, it's difficult, I know, and they give you a lot of pushback on wanting to put those notes in there, but it does make you a lot more successful up front. So um, where was I? Oh, yes. So if, I always want to make sure that before the clinical team member walks away that they ask if there's any other questions about what you discussed in the operatory. If, if there are, then you go get them and you bring them back up. But I want you to listen very carefully to the words that Karen uses once I have passed the patient off to her. And I'm going to go through a pull pass off because I think it's a good to have repetition for that. Okay, so I've given her a heads up that we're headed that way. She's standing up. She's ready. She's got, you know, the treatment plan printed out. And so, Tricia, we're going to go up and visit with Karen now. Okay, great. Karen, this is Trisha. You remember? Nice. Good to see you again. Yeah, before she yeah, met you when you. we came in this morning. Yes. So um, I want to just bring you up to speed on everything that Trisha and I have talked about in the back. Trisha's new to our practice. She was referred by Sarah. Um, their children live in the same neighborhood together in place, so we want to make sure we thank Sarah for sending her to us. Okay. All right. Um, Trisha has a tooth on the lower lip that's broken, and um, a big chunk of that tooth is missing. So I want to create urgency. We're using big words now. Um, she is experiencing a lot of pain with that. So Dr. Miller would like to get her back in priority time and get that crown taken care of. Okay. Um, this is not her first rodeo, so she's had several crowns. 
Um, she's a little bit anxious about uh, being back in the dental chair, not just from a treatment standpoint, but she's got some questions about the finances. And I told her, you are an expert at finding a way to help people fit their dentistry into their lifestyle. We also talked about the fact that her teeth are not fitting properly. They don't fit together properly, and teeth that don't fit together properly um, tend to break, and they destroy one another instead of the food. So we talked about putting her teeth in proper alignment, getting them to fit together through Invisalign using that technology. Um, she understands the concept and why we need to get her teeth to fit properly, but again, that's a concern for her from a financial standpoint. She's no, interested. No one's ever told me like that before. Wow. So, yeah. They're great in the back. Yeah. Happy so, to have um, She's also interested in bleaching because she's got a wedding coming up, and we told her that we'd be able to use her aligners to bleach her teeth, and that would be a complimentary um, procedure, or complimentary, the word I want. Anyway, it's free. <laughs> yes, complimentary free service. <laughs> um, as she's going through Invisalign. Um, did I cover everything? Yeah, Trisha, thank you. do you have I any questions for me about what we've discussed before I leave you with Karen? No, it's perfect. Thank you. Okay, Karen, right. do you need anything else from me before I... I'm good. All right. Thank All you, right. Trisha. I'll see you when you come back. Okay, great. Right. Thank, thank you. Everything. All right, so you're going to play the patient. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm going to switch and play the patient now. All right. So I'm going to be following what you have up here. These are the, the keys to success, we think. So, so now, Randa's the patient, and I'm going to say... Randa, it, it is so great to have you in our practice. Um, I would like to know, since this is your first visit, was it everything that you'd hoped for? Yes. They take great care of you in the back? Yes, they did. That's important to us. You know, if that should ever change, I would like for you to please let us know. Okay, so time out. She's building a relationship with me by first off asking, did they take great care of you? That's really important because if something happened back there that that patient's not happy with, you want to know it right now before you jump into, let's talk about how you can get this done. It's going to be $5,000 that cash check for cash. Okay? That's not relationship building. That's having them build a wall. You're going to put a wall between them. So that's, that's the first thing you do is say, did they take great care of you? Is there anything that you weren't satisfied with? And they're going to tell you. And that'd be great to know before you jump in to start trying to sell them the dentistry. I always use the example of uh, renting a car from Enterprise. We, we're on planes and hotels. We, um, we receive service every day. And a lot of times when I'm trying to get in the car and get out on the plane and, and, and rushing, uh, they'll, the car rental places will go, well, did, was everything good with the car? Did, you, you know, did everything work out? And I'm like, yeah, 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 get out of the way. But with Enterprise, they ask me a question differently. They'll say, were you completely satisfied with our service? And that has stopped me dead in my tracks sometimes because you know what? There's times when I'm not completely satisfied with their service. So asking the question differently gave a different response. So that's one of the reasons that we put that in there because, you, as Randa said, you do not want to start down a path when they're already unhappy with something that's gone. The words that you use are very important. And this, these are things we call spirit of the law. So spirit of the law means that you just take the concept that we've given you and you use the words that you're comfortable with. It doesn't mean that you have to use our exact words. For example, when a patient calls in and they want an appointment on a Tuesday and you have no room on the schedule, what do you normally say? I'm sorry? You've listened to me before. <laughs> he stole your thunder. He did. <laughs> So rather than saying, uh, we're booked that day, we don't have any appointments, it's, you know what, I would love to be able to schedule on that Tuesday, but we're fully committed. Now how much nicer does that sound than, we're booked. We're not open that day. We don't have any appointments available that day. 
I don't have anything on Tuesday. How about Wednesday? I would love to be able to schedule you on that day, but we're fully committed. If something should change, I'll give you a call and let you know. Can we go ahead and schedule you for another time? Okay, so your play on words makes a difference. And again, I go back to your only competitive advantage as a dental office right now is the way you communicate with your patients and the relationships that you build with them. Because there's an office across the street that has team members that are just as talented as you are. There's an office across the street that has technology that is just as nice, if not nicer, than the technology that you have. There's an office across the street that's doing just as much marketing, if not more, than you do. So your only competitive advantage is keeping those patients. You want your front door to be smaller, I mean bigger than your back door. And what I mean by that is if you're spending marketing dollars to get new patients in and you're not giving them this level of customer service and they're going right back out the back door. Okay, so this is your way of retaining those patients and keeping them in their building relationships and treating the person before you treat the patient. So I've gone through greeting and I've gone through the customer service inquiry and so now I am going to move on to verifying ownership. So even though when the patient was passed off to me, the clinical team member says, do you have any questions about what we've gone over? They may still have questions. And you know they might feel like they used their quota up with that team. So I'm gonna ask again. And people have competing thoughts and the brain releases information later on, so they might have thought of something that they now need to know. So my first thing I'm gonna say is, um, Randa, do you have any questions about why Dr. Miller has recommended the Invisalign treatment? No, I understand what they're saying about my teeth. I didn't, wasn't expecting to hear that I needed to straighten my teeth today. Okay, so time out. That's a, that one I would encourage you to use letter of the law scripting with, and here's why. If I say, do you understand, and she doesn't, how does that make her feel? So if you say it the other way, do you have any questions about why Dr. Miller has recommended this treatment? She can still have questions and not feel stupid. So that one I would encourage you to put down on your action planner on that one. That is so, a letter of the law. And, and if she's got questions about treatment, do I need to start talking money yet? <coughs> she's not ready to buy. So why even start down the money path if she still needs to ask questions? And if I do that early enough in this conversation, if she's still got lots of questions, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get the hygienist. I'm going down the hall. Because two things can happen. One is I can show them that they need to give a better pass off or they need to do a better job of educating and they didn't give me the tools that I need. So um, that, that may not go over too well in your office, but we, that's what we teach is go get them. Or better yet, get a headset yeah. and then you can just say into your headset, um, I, we have more questions for you. Leaving the patient alone is something that we encourage you to not do unless you absolutely have to. And so I know the headsets seem a little bit expensive and you know, we get a lot of pushback on this, but I strongly encourage you, and please email me, doctors, if you have any questions, I'll give you the model that we recommend, the protocol for how you use it, and I promise you that if it's done right, then it can make your office so much more efficient. It's not a time for everybody to talk about what they're gonna have for dinner and all of that good stuff, and so we actually have a protocol for you to use um, if we're gonna implement that into your practice. Okay, so now I'm gonna go to affirmations and benefits. She may not be ready. As you heard in the pass-off, she's got some questions about that, but I'm going to affirm that it's a good decision. So something along the lines of, Randa, I think it's a great decision that you are considering Invisalign. Uh, it is a product that we've seen some great success with with our patients, and I know based on the goals that you have for your mouth is to reduce the number of, of uh, crowns that you have or reduce dental surprises. Uh, this is a good decision that you're making. Did she say yes yet? No. 
But I want her to know that it is still in her best interest to do that. And I'm also talking about benefits of the product, okay? She's going to be able to, to, to reduce the amount of treatment over the long haul. Treatment, you know, the, the best treatment is no treatment. The best treatment is no treatment. But sometimes we have to do that. So that's uh, affirming her. All right, so then, then now I'm going to go to, because I know she's got financial concerns, I'm not going to throw down that treatment plan and go, how do you want to pay for it? I'm going to say, you know what, Randa, I, I understand that you've got some questions about the financial aspect, but, but do you mind if I ask you some questions before we move on? Sure. You know, based on what I heard earlier, would you prefer to have low monthly payments or a no interest plan? One of, which one of those sounds best to you? Oh, probably low monthly payments. Okay, so time out on that one. We recommend, oh, I don't have a copy of it, let's see. If you'll turn to the next page for me. Whatever your financial policy is, I'm not here to, to talk to you about what's right and what's wrong, but if you would put it on your letterhead, laminate it, and be able to hand that to the patient when you're talking money, now you can take advantage of the video, audio, and physical learning objectives. That's called VAP learning. Not everyone learns the same way. Some people need to see things. Some people need to touch things, and some people need to hear things. So if you'll hand them this and say, you know what, Randa, I think option number two would be the best for what your goals are, but please look over all of them, and I'm happy to answer any questions. So now I get to shut up, and she gets to think about things for a minute without me bombarding her with words. So that's another... just. Real simple, whatever it is, put it on paper, laminate, and it makes a beautiful presentation. Okay, so um, I'm going to give you, um, well, I've already, and you said low monthly payments, and I said, okay, great, we have some options, absolutely, I think that would fit into your lifestyle, and I'd like to share more about that with you, but give me an injection about, um, you're not, you know, I want to talk about what money is there either. Yeah, okay. I, I I, low monthly payments would be great, but I'm just not ready to commit today. Okay. I don't, you know, I'm even, I'm even more concerned about how I'm going to be able to, to afford this crown. So, you know what, Randa, we don't ever want money to be the reason that you don't get your mouth healthy. So I want you to write that down. We never want money to be the reason that you don't get your mouth healthy. And again, this goes back to building relationships and matching their emotion. You're getting emotion. You're matching their emotion. You're being their advocate, not their adversary. We never want money to be the reason that you don't get healthy. Another way to say that is we would never want to trade a dental problem for a financial problem. Either one of those will work. We'd never want to trade a dental problem for a financial problem. I mean, when we're talking about money, even as we're up here role-playing, I start feeling anxiety over money. I do, even though it's just pretend. And so when Randa said match their emotion, if you... And, and if there's any doctors in the room, I'll pick on you for a second. If a patient says, gosh, that sounds expensive, how much is that going to cost? And the doctor goes, I don't talk money. I mean, you've just blown it. You need to match the emotion that they're feeling. And so what we teach you to say, you know, is money a concern? If we could find a way to make it comfortable for you and for our office, would that help you in your decision? What you're doing is you're, you're matching the emotion that they're feeling, and now it's like, okay, they can relax a, a little bit. And they'll go back to listening to they want it, think they need it, not can they afford it. So that's an important, however you say that one, that was really an important step. Well, there, and there was a sentence in there that I, I'm glad that Karen used because I want to make sure you write this one down as well. Um, if we can find a way 
that's comfortable for both you and our practice, would that make it a better? A, How did you say? Would that be helpful in your decision? Would that be helpful in your decision? If we can find a way to make it comfortable for both you and our practice, and the reason you want to say and our practice is because when you say if we can find a payment that's comfortable for you, what they're thinking is five dollars a month for the next four years. <laughs> that's not comfortable for our practice. So you always want to lead with that. If we can find a way to make it comfortable for both you and our practice, would that be helpful in your decision? Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm, gonna, I'm just going to move on to follow up. Okay. So she's just not ready, and we've given you an example earlier, but um, she's going to say, you know what, I uh, I need to go home and make a decision, and I'll I'll say, you know what, Randa, that is that I think that's a good choice for you to spend some time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a um, I'm going to give you some information about Invisalign. I lost my clicker again. Hold on. Where's my clicker? I don't I can click it for you. Yeah. Here it is. It's a problem every time. I'm going to start Velcroing it to the front of your jacket. <laughs> it is. A clicker necklace. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So here we go. So, uh, Randa, I'm going to uh, give you a copy of the treatment plan so that if you have any questions, you have something to refer to. Okay. And then I would also like to give you the straight talk brochure. And if you've got any interest in going forward with Invisalign, there's some information online that you can look at to click those on. Keep clicking. There we go. Straight talk brochure. And um, then I've got my business card in here for you, so you can take that home with you. Let's go click. And I think that's it. Okay, back up. So uh, I'm just saying, and uh, we've already role-played earlier what we would do, but I'll go back through that just in, um, one more time. So, um, Rand, I know you need to, to take some time to do this, so if I don't hear back from you, would it be okay if I call you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you did not just do that. <laughs> Ow. That <laughs> hurt my back. Yes, you can call me. <laughs> You deserved it. <laughs> okay, stop. Okay. If I don't hear back from you, may I call you? Yes. You okay. May. When would be a good time for me to check back? Oh, gosh. I don't know. I need at least a couple of weeks. A couple of weeks? I'll be out of town. Okay. Um, so around the 1st of August, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, I think so. We'll okay. be back by then. August. Okay. So it looks like Monday is the 2nd of August. Should I wait later in the week for you on that one? Yeah, Mondays are never a good day for me. I'm in meetings all day. Okay. Which one? Which day of the week is that? Uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday would be good. Tuesday? Okay. Morning or afternoon? Afternoon. Okay. Great. Definitely. And may I call you on your cell phone? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to make a reminder to call you on the 4th in the afternoon if I don't hear back from you between now and then. But if you've got any questions, feel free to reach out, okay? okay. And I hope that you don't break any more teeth on that vacation, so. <laughs> oh, All good. right. By the way, I just want to remind you, use the tools that Invisalign has for you. Straight Talk brochure, you should have those available and hand them to people. Uh, the presentation folders are like $20 for 25 I just think it's a nice way to package it all up and send them home with it instead of just a piece of paper. Uh, put your business card in there. If you don't have a business card, personal business card, then write your name on it. They stay in the wallets longer if there's something written on them anyway. And I think you had your hand up. Um, you know what? Some people do, some people don't. I, a lot of doctors don't want it on there, but we just think that they need to know. And they're going to have somebody else make a decision with them. So uh, it would be interesting to poll the audience to see which way they go with that. Yeah.
you want to take that one or you want me to? You go. Okay. All right. So let me just, um, this is a really big deal. We talk a lot about this in our longer uh, program, so I don't have a whole lot of time to dedicate that to you right now, but I can tell you this. Um, if you were going anywhere for any kind of service, you would want the money too. But what you need to do, the team needs to do, is to sell the benefit of your office so that that cost becomes less important. Because if you've done everything that we've talked about here, if you're asking questions back, if you're trying to match emotion, if you're making them feel important, if you've talked about what all your fee includes, which, you know, there's 10 things that your fee could include, so educating the patients, then I think it's okay. You're still going to get some shoppers, but you're, but you're going to not lose as many people if you've done all the homework on that one too. Yes, ma'am. Right. It's all written for them, and um, we just kind of found out that patients do want to know, and like the thing about not putting the fee, what we've noticed in our area, like Groupon puts out all these, you know, $1,500 Invisalign cases, but the great thing is, is we're always upfront and honest with our patients, and we just tell them our Invisalign, it includes everything from start to finish. And I think that's good coaching right there um, to make sure you have a benefits page on that one. Um, and she was talking about the low monthly payments and talking about care credit. We, we recommend that you use outside financing. If, again, if your name was at the top of the treatment plan, do you have $5,000 sitting around waiting for that to happen? So if you are not able to use outside financing, um, that would be an action item to go back and talk with your doctor about, but we, we, well, we take a high-level approach One of the on important that. things to remember about that, and I see this in dental practice of the law. As a matter of fact, I, it happened last week, and I thought I was going to have a heart attack right there in the lobby. The doctor actually walked up to the uh, financial coordinator, had a patient there, had closed the Invisalign case in the back. The lady was saying yes. All she had questions about was the money, and I think she was, I mean, in my opinion, she was ready to go. And this particular financial coordinator handed her the care credit application and said, go home, you can fill that out, or you can call them. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, my God, my God, what were you thinking? And the girl says, oh, okay, so I need to, she goes, yeah, just call them, and, and they'll let you know whether you're approved or not. Right out the door. I just about had a heart attack. So please, please, please make sure that when you're using this thing, you're doing it all for them. You know what? It's, this is customer service. Let me take care of this for you. It'll just take me a few minutes. So I want to make sure that. Those of you that don't have a consult room, and I know we've only got a few minutes here, the most important thing for you to remember is that being their advocate, you can't do that if you're across the desk from them. So get up and come around. And then, and the words you use are, let me come around there on to, and to your side. Let me come around to your side. And then you come around and you get with them and you stand with them. If they're standing, you're standing. If they're sitting, you're sitting. But always come around. And that way, you can talk privately with them where not everyone in the lobby can hear everything that you're saying and you're not, you're not being their adversary by being across the desk from them. So that's an action item for you when you go back if you don't have a consult room. If there's any way at all possible for your doctor to get you a consult room, then I would start fighting for that now because you're going to be so much more successful. And if they have a private office, they don't need one. So they can give it up. 
There's no need to be playing solitaire or looking at, you know, ESPN on the computer. I had a doctor in El Paso, Texas tell me one day that there was no way he was going to give up his office and I said, why is that? And he said, because I watch Spanish soap operas in the afternoon. I'm learning to speak Spanish. I said, we'll put a TV in the bathroom for you. So, yes. <laughs> you rock, sister. Works. Very nicely done. Headsets. Um, and those of you that your team members are not here, your action item is you've got to go back and ask them to role play this with you. So get your doctor to buy lunch, bring them in, explain to them, and then this is the most important thing, the how they feel about it. You have to get that. If they leave anything else out, don't let them leave the how the patient feels out about it out of it. So I know we've run out of time. If you have questions, we'll stay around, you know, hang out in the hallway for a little yeah, bit longer. But thank you so, so thank much. Thank you guys. It's been great.